Hey there, and welcome back to Legal Tech Tapas, a regular podcast that serves up bite-sized summaries of the latest legal technologies with your host, that's me, Andrew Jardine. This episode, we're taking a break from the world of AI contract review And instead, we are diving headfirst into smart contracts with Claws, a company that offers a platform for the creation and management of what they term connected contracts. And in a bit of a departure from our usual format, we are lucky to have a double billing of guests on the show this week, with both Head of Revenue at Claws, Parsa Pazeshki, and Diana Stern, Product Designer from Baker Hostetler, joining us. Let's start with the basics. What is a smart contract? Okay, so exact definitions vary here depending on exactly who you feel like talking to, but typically this means something like an automatic self-executing contract where the terms of the contract are written as a series of rules a computer can follow. These contracts are often stored on the blockchain, but that, that doesn't have to be the case. They could just be saved somewhere on your company's network too. And why would you use them? Well, the same reason you'd automate anything really, being able to automate the execution of a contract or the management of obligations in that contract is going to save you time, reduce error when managing that contract, and it may even provide you with improved business data as well. But let's focus specifically on what Clause is offering us here which is a software tool that makes it easier for you to create smart contracts. Think of it as kind of like Microsoft Word, but for smart contracts. Usefully, Clause realized early on that codifying an entire contract would be really very difficult to do. And that's because there are lots of areas of a contract which are gray and just don't translate easily into hard and fast rules that a computer can follow. Because of this, Clause emphasizes using their tool to create smart clauses, not necessarily an entire smart contract. You can then take those smart clauses and overlay them on top of your human language contract, rather than creating the entire thing digitally. And that will enable you to automate the parts of the contract and the obligations, which are just a bit more clear cut. So I know that even with my descriptive powers, this is a hard thing to understand in the abstract. So why don't we go through a quick example to help people understand. Imagine that your company has licensed some cloud-based software. And as part of the contract with that vendor, there is an SLA to maintain a 99% availability uptime. If that isn't achieved, then they owe you some partial refund. Now, I know that you definitely want that refund if they don't meet the availability requirements, but do you really on a day-to-day basis have the time to monitor that availability? Probably not. Well, if you used clause, what you could do is create a smart clause which measured the availability of that website, and if it fell below 99%, automatically trigger the appropriate refund be sent to your bank account. Nice. All right, enough from me. It's time to talk to the real experts. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show Head of Revenue at Claws, Parsa Pazewski, as well as Diana Stern, Product Designer from Baker Hostetler. (laughs) 
Parsa, Diana, it is great to have you both with us today. It's always fun to do a double billing. So thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Of course, Andrew. Thank you so much for having us. So before we get into talking about Claws specifically, it's always good to know a bit more about who we are talking to. So could you share a little bit about yourselves? And if you happen to have an interesting fact or a party trick, we'd love to know about that as well. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, so I've, I've been spearheading commercialization and, um, and go-to-market efforts uh, here at Claws. In particular, especially as of late, our growing partner ecosystem uh, in terms of background, I'm a lawyer, a JD MBA grad from U of T, University of Toronto. Um, and yeah, it was actually my first year of the MBA that I found myself uh, foolhardy enough to have, to have a go at startups. Uh, that very first one was actually in legal tech. Um, and throughout my tenure, before, before graduating, co-founded or tried to something like four projects ranging from ref- referral platform to enterprise software to fashion or apparel, none of which, of course, paid the bills. But the point, I think, is that I was never and still haven't uh, been cured of of that proverbial startup bug. Um, And I think, think, like, looking back now, I think, to me, being in constant motion and, and, and pursuit is actually calming. I had, I had a little window cleaning business in college, first year of undergrad. And a not too fun memory I tend to recount is cold calling in the dead of winter, struggling to walk through snow, knocking on doors to get customers for the spring. So there's, there's been a little bit of an entrepreneurial hustle in me, at least, as, at least since then. Cool. Thanks, Parsa. And, and Diana, are you able to introduce yourself as well? Yeah, my name is Diana Stern. I'm an entrepreneurial attorney, been practicing in the blockchain space for a number of years. I work at Baker Hostetler, which is a national full-service law firm. I'm a legal innovation designer on the firm's in-house R&D team, which we affectionately call Incubaker. And the Incubaker team is led by Catherine Lowry. And we're really committed to providing deep uh, research on legal technology and leveraging the right tech to solve valuable problems for our clients and help them effectively mitigate risk. So this ranges from blockchain technology, AI, and analytics. I lead firm-wide blockchain and smart contract research and development, which is how I came to work with Claws. And I would say my party trick, which some legal hackers know about, is freestyle rapping. (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, I look forward to hearing that. (laughs) I never do it recorded, so... (laughs) Um, and for <laughs> listeners that don't know where Pass is from originally, he's uh, he's from Toronto, I believe. And so that story about window cleaning in the dead of winter makes him particularly hardcore. Exactly, exactly. Thanks for picking that up. <laughs> um, so Pasa, first question is for you, and I'll put you on the spot a little bit. I would like you to give us your very best elevator pitch for Claws. Can you do that? Sure, I'll, I'll do my best. So Claws is one of the first... Um, certainly one of the pioneers in in this um, space of smart legal contracts or one of the first platforms and technology stacks for smart legal contracts. So with Clause, you can connect contracts to enterprise software to automate obligations from payments and dynamic calculations um, to continuous compliance with the terms of the contracts, for example, loan covenants, 
um, credit ratings, um, et cetera, and, and so on. So the business problem that we solve is that of static contracts, contracts that sit idly, disconnected from their performance. Call this, as we do, the contract performance problem. So you negotiate a supply or a partner agreement for months, it gets signed, then you have really little idea if the partner is complying. Are suppliers meeting all delivery conditions? Are discounts, incentives, penalties, chargebacks actually enforced? Our technology renders contracts in computable form, allowing them to be both machine readable and human readable, and also allowing the contracts themselves to execute key clauses that drive ROI, those clauses that have high financial or, um, or operational impact. And this is very important because contracts that live as static documents can not only be massively unwieldy, if you will, to manage, but leave a lot of value on the table. So a company might be owed something like hundreds of thousands of dollars from a supplier in the form of credits or fees for that supplier's non-compliance with, with let's say, specific product or delivery requirements. Right, and these fees remain uncollected because it's too costly to administer or enforce those clauses. And um, today, the, our platform is designed for really, th- I would say, three different groups of users. One is developers, so IT professionals, or um, increasingly legal technologists that that on our platform develop smart clauses. And smart clauses are what we call these essentially drag and drop blocks of provisions expressed in computable, computable or, um, or structured form and inserted into a, an, into a contract alongside traditional natural language clauses. Second group, drafters or authors. So that's legal, in-house legal, contract management, uh, contract negotiators, as the case may be. Um, and then finally, um, really any business unit, those business units responsible for the performance of contract obligations. So, you know, it could be finance, procurement, vendor management, operations, business teams that need and can benefit from, from continuous visibility into contracts, into contract state or really granular status of the contract, the ability to aggregate data and events. For, uh, for business intelligence and analytics and, and to quickly and reliably answer questions like um, what percentage of my vendors comply with packaging or label requirements stipula- stipulated in Schedule B of our MSA, for example. Um, and, and at this point, we're working with enterprises largely to address their supply chain and logistics um, and, and related financial and payment pain points. We have um, very exciting distribution and integration partnerships with the likes of DocuSign and IBM. And, and of course, we're working with um, big law firms, innovators like Diana's team at Baker Hostetler. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for that, Parser. Uh, so, Diana, we just heard from Parser on a number of kind of theoretical areas you can use clause, but perhaps you can give us some more real life examples of where you've experienced success and you know, measurable outcomes from where you've actually used Claws yourself or maybe even with your clients? Yeah. So from the client perspective, I think building on what Parsa said, when you're looking at how legal operations or business operations and legal departments work together, 
using clause allows you to make sure that your business processes that align with your contract performance uh, match up with what was contractually agreed up front. So you're not agreeing to a contract and then figuring out the process for how you're tracking, you know, where an invoice is fed out from the finance department and um, who's tracking if the contract is still in force or what is the status of the contract? Has it been paid? So this is something where different teams are having to coordinate on the status of the agreement. And by putting that agreement on clause and tracking, making those parameters like Parsa talked about machine readable. So things like party names, pricing, number of shares, you're able to work much more seamlessly internally, and that can relieve a lot of headaches for compliance, auditing, and you're really positioning yourself well, the clients are from uh, the perspective of being able to automate more processes and move off of more manual processes, and also to obtain more analytics, which is something our clients are always asking for. Um, so then in addition to all this, I think another one of the real world values that we're seeing is you have an option to tie a blockchain to all of this. So you can create layers of data with different levels of permission. So when you have agreements where there's multiple parties involved and those relationships between counterparties are getting more complicated, that's when you really have a stronger need for a verifiable audit trail of the state of the contract, the events related to the contract, and the impact to contract that happen. And you, by using a blockchain, can open that layer up to a broader population and record those events. So if you want to dig into a specific example, we published a case study with Claus about our work with fuel charges, uh, which really brings us to life. So I encourage you to check that out if you're interested in kind of seeing the, the how and the why and the impact it can have in a specific example. Okay. And uh, Diana, can that case study be accessed on Baker Hostetler's website? Yes, we have a link to it through our press release about smart, uh, our work with Clause and smart legal contracts. Okay. So listeners, go check that out if you're interested. And Diana, final question for you. You had the opportunity to work with other legal software vendors. Clause is not the only company out there. What is it that differentiated them for you and caused you to want to partner with them more than you know, the other options that were available? Yeah, there's a lot of great options out there. We always are keeping a pulse on the market. But for us, Clause's enterprise focus aligns with our client base really well. Their bench has impressive corporate experience. As Parson mentioned, they've done work with IBM. So this advantage presents itself not only in the features of the platform itself and the product roadmap, but also to their approach in joint development working with us. So they understand how to work with big law and large enterprises alike. And being one of the first big law firms to use blockchain-based smart contracts is a challenge. Uh, So we're very pleased with what we've done so far and look forward to accomplishing more with Clause. Awesome. Diana, Parsa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's really great to have both a vendor and a client talking to us at the same time. We've loved having you on. Great. This is fantastic. Thank you. As far as legal technologies go, smart contracts are certainly a more nascent area. So it's worth posing the question, who should start using this? As with most enterprise technology, there is a bit of an initial effort to implement the tool. 
so you need to make sure the benefits are going to offset that initial effort. I'd suggest that organisations where there are complex contracts that require high-touch management over a long period of time will be the best fit as there is a greater opportunity to automate transactions over the contract life. Likewise, if you have a high number of standard but single transaction contracts, that could be good too. In order to benefit from the really endless list of things you could do with smart clauses, it does help, although it's not totally essential, that your organization has some good data to work with already. Supply chain, for example, strikes me as a good example of this. And that's because the smart clauses need to make decisions using something. It also helps if you have access to a good internal IT team because the existing integrations that Clause provides, while good, are not likely to cover off every system that you want Clause to integrate with. But I think even if you don't have the IT team internally, you would be able to get support from Clause or maybe one of their partner service providers too. Okay, folks, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening again. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I would implore you to subscribe on whatever podcasting service it is you use. Or if you want to, you can also subscribe for our newsletter at legaltechtapas.substack.com. Look forward to seeing you all next episode.